and welcome back to Magnet Movies, everyone. It's good to have you on what's been a bit of a bit of a weird week weather-wise, hasn't it? All across the country, we had heat waves, power outages. Wherever you are, hope you are, hope you are safe. But no, good to have you here. My name is Josh, and today I'm not joined by anyone. I'm doing this solo today, Alex. Well, look. Last week, a big bit of a big weekend for Alex. He had his man Volkanovski going up in one of the biggest fights of his career. And for those who didn't uh, didn't catch it, let's just say that Volkanovski got absolutely annihilated in there. He was slaughtered, KO'd in the uh, the second round. It wasn't pretty at all. So I think to start with, Alex had Alex had that light, and then. He had the unexpected high of North Melbourne somehow beating Collingwood in the pre-season match. It'll be, it's only pre-season, it's obviously North's biggest win for, you know, probably 10 years at their club. So I think the the contrasting incredible low followed by the incredible high has led to Alex just being unable to, you know, unable to perform, unable to talk. So he's, uh, he's out sick this week. He will be back uh, next week. So Alex, our, our thoughts are with you, mate, and hopefully you yeah, you're resting up and you're, you're feeling well. I'm watching some um, some replays of that uh, pre-season game, mate. So we uh, we missed you, but we we know you'll be back next week. We we'll look forward to it. But let's uh, let's get into it. So it'll be a bit of a bit of a short one this week with just me. But let's get into it. So as I said, UFC Volk got absolutely slaughtered. Um, the other Aussie, whose name I have no idea of, apparently won. Again, this is showing my incredible UFC knowledge, but um, from all reports, a lot of the other fights are quite decent, but the uh, the main event, the main attraction I ever went for was uh, was quite disappointing. So the next one, UFC 299, will be in about uh, four weeks' time, so we'll make sure that we uh, we get Alex's big preview for that, and then after that, we move into UFC 300, a, uh, a massive event, so we'll, we'll look forward to that, but the big story of the week has been what is going on at the Melbourne Football Club. And let me tell you, things at the D's are not looking good. I'm going to... I'll run through what's happening in a second, but I'm going to call it now. We did their preview a couple of weeks ago, and, uh, you know, we were sort of somewhat optimistic about them. After what's happened the past week, I'm going out and living saying their premiership window is closed. They are, for me, finished. They are done. They, unless they make some significant changes, they are completely done. Um, so we'll let's let's chat at Melbourne. Uh, but just just quickly, our with Alex Ben away, the rest of our uh, AFL previews will uh, will be we'll do them next week. So our last six teams, uh, we'll we'll do them next week. It wouldn't be fair to do North Melbourne without Alex here, so that'll be done next week. But for those who missed it, the first the first big story to drop for the other D's this week was. More information on Joel Smith. So if you cast your mind back um, a little while ago, Joel Smith, um, he's facing, um, after a couple of years off, um, due to uh, using drugs whilst performing, using whilst performing using uh, cocaine, um, after during the uh, Hawthorne Melbourne match, which, as I said, I've been a big big push for uh, re- reversing that result, I think. I think Hawthorne deserved the chockies, but... Uh, it's come to light this week that he's now facing the possibility of being charged with um, drug trafficking um, due to the fact that he was uh, supplying, um, or they found text with him supplying or, or uh, possibly supplying drugs to other uh, other Melbourne players as well as other people outside the football club. But there is one text sent to players cryptically offering them cocaine. Um, we at this stage don't know... 
which players it was sent to. We don't know uh, the the outcome of that, whether the players did or did not uh, take him up on that um, offer. But we do know that, yeah, that that he's been he's now possibly facing charge of this, which will obviously mean further off, um, further time off of the game. But what it also means is that. Maybe this maybe this issue runs deeper than just Joel Smith. We obviously have have no no idea it at this stage. Maybe it's just him, but it's not a not a good look at all for the club. And you know you you, you possibly start to worry is it a is it a culture thing? And the, the questions have been raised. And I think the real the reason this is an issue is that we heard we've probably for the last twelve months, maybe even longer, about the Melbourne culture issues. If this is the first time we've heard about it. You know, maybe you can just say, oh, it's an isolated incident, it's just one player. But we keep hearing about these these culture issues. And um, Maxi Gorn, the captain, has um, consistently fronted the media to say, no, no, there's there's no culture issue here. It's we've got a got a great culture, no no drug issues. We um, get drug tested so often with the the urine and the the hair samples. There's no issue, but where there's smoke, there's fire, and we just constantly hear about these issues. So. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but whatever it is, it's it's not a good look for the club, and you do start to you do start to worry about what's going on internally. And the other thing is, when you have these issues, it's going to make it harder to attract talent. You know, if if players are hearing about this, they're not going to want to go. So, I I do think there's possibly an issue there. It's one of those things where if you have this hanging over your over your head long enough, it's going to start to impact the club and infiltrate internally, impact performance. So I think they need to um, work out, okay, do they have an issue? And if they do, what can they do about it? And if they don't have an issue, well, then why does does it keep coming up? If there is no issue, why do we keep getting questioned about it? Because obviously, there's obviously something going on. So they need to to sort that out. But the other other big news coming out, um, really a left field, this one came out, uh, yesterday morning is uh, Brayshaw. There are uh, one of their star star midfielders, absolute superstar, has announced his uh, his retirement, his early retirement from the game due to uh, health reasons, uh, primarily concussion, the ongoing impacts of concussion on him. And uh, if you cast your mind back to uh, to September last year, you you remember in the the opening minutes of the final series, he got uh, crashed into by Braden Maynard. Um, who was going for a smother, missed a smother. In my opinion, could have braced a bit better, but uh, but didn't. But that's a, it's an argument for another day. Um, and of course, uh, knocked out, knocked out Brayshaw, and um, he missed the rest of the final series due to concussion. And as we said, he's now he's now retired early due to concussion. He's obviously got a bit of a bit of a history with concussion. It, He's he was the player. You, he's pretty easy to recognise on the field. Always always wearing that helmet. It was always easy to uh, to spot him. Um, but yeah, he's now he's now in Nantilly retirement. And uh, you know a, a couple of things here. Obviously, it's uh, it's it's sad for him. And saying that it's obviously the right move for him. It's great to see a player putting putting his health first. And it's great to see how how far we've we've come in this concussion space where players put their head up and say hey. I'm I'm not right to keep going on due to this. Um, I'm gonna have to have to hang up the boots here, and I think that's that shows the progression and the impact of the education on concussion, which I think is which I think is a, is a positive. But obviously, the flip side is that you know due to concussion, a player has had to has had to end their career early, which is which is obviously devastating for him. Um, uh, and I think you know we're just gonna probably see continue to see some changes in the AFL around the 
concussion and head knock space because we don't want to see players retiring early. But you know, I, I think it'll lead to some some more changes. But the really the the big part of this for Melbourne and why I think the Premiership window is closed is that he was a really key player in their side. Now it wasn't necessarily their their best player. Um, I personally Petrarca is their best player, followed by uh, their 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 two pillars down back, um, Lever and May, and and then Maxi go in the middle. Um, but the what what Brayshaw did is if Brayshaw, Oliver, and, and Petrarca were playing, it meant that Petrarca could could go down forward. And when he's when he's down forward, he's probably their best forward. Their issue is that they don't have two Petrarcas. Um, but when he was when he's playing forward, he was he was fantastic. And we saw in that final series as soon as Brayshaw went down with with concussion, straight away Petrarca had to uh, had to move in the midfield, and we saw they just couldn't score. They had no one up forward who, who could score, and we know that Clayton Oliver's got some issues, so as it was, it was going to be tough to get Petrarca up forward. But now Brayshaw out, you got Oliver with a number of a uh, number of issues. Um, you know, he's obviously struggling with some mental health things, had some off-field battles. We don't know if he's going to be playing, um, and you know, is he going to be able to play the full season? We'll take some time off. We don't know. At least it down to just Petrarca, which means that he's he'll get to play the ball still, but. You've got absolutely no one um, else in there helping him potentially. You've got no one up forward for him to kick to. It it just feels like it just feels like they're all of a sudden you know losing one of their strengths, which is which is that mid that midfield. And you know if if someone like Maxi Gorn was to go down um, now, they've also got rid of Brady Grundy. Like this team could um, really really fall away. So I think they're unless they can change their culture and you know probably. Probably next next season, next off season, that if they can recruit a couple of gun midfielders whilst they're still right in, you know, still got some real quality in there, they might be able to to reopen that window. But for me, this is this is them done, and I'm very happy to be proven wrong. I, I don't mind the D's. Uh, my my wife Rachel's a D's fan, so very happy to see them get up. But I think I think they're done. I I really think they're finished. I'd love to to hear what you guys what you guys think out there. But I um. Yeah, I reckon that they're uh, that they're done. That you can you can stick a fork in them because they are cooked. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens with them. And the other thing is that uh, as we mentioned before, with with North having the uh, the win over the Pies, the AFL preseason is uh, the, or the or the preseason matches, the pre community series matches, whatever they're called, uh, is is underway, which is exciting. You can catch it all on uh, all on Ko. Um, so make sure you uh, you tune to that and. Um, it's it's that time when you don't take it too seriously, but boy, it's good to have some footy back to watch. So, um, unless you're a Hawks fan, in which case we just keep losing players to injury, we've got no one left down back. So I might, I might be pulling the boot soon. Um, but no, it's it's always good a good time to um, to watch the to watch the footy and and start to get excited for the real season, which is which is only a couple of weeks away. So make sure you're uh, you're getting excited for that. Um, We'll now, we'll now move into uh we'll now move into our, our question space. Just the one question this week from our man uh our man Jeff. And as always, if you have any questions, magnetmovers at gmail.com is the uh, the place to send them. We will soon be relaunching our uh, our Instagram page and you'll be able to send in your questions there. But for now it's just magnetmovers at gmail.com. Send them there. So Jeff's written um easy question for us. Um, after the uh, the Victoria Sheffield Shield match, should Will Pukowski be raised straight back into the Test team, or is he not worth the risk? So those don't know, Will Pukowski is one of the I would say 
one of, if not the biggest talents in Australia right now in cricket. Um, he is, he's unbelievable. He's, he's batting, he's, he's a batsman. He's batting, he can bat all day when he gets going. He's fantastic. Um, as a junior, was unbelievable off the charts being compared to Ricky Ponting. Um, he's just, he's an absolute gun. As we know, he's had some, he's had a couple of, uh, couple of battles he's been working through. He's had some, some mental health, um, battles as well, some concussion issues. So a few things he's been working through. He hasn't played for a while. And, um, first, second game back for the Vicks. Um, goes and makes 140. Um, absolutely fantastic out there. Was, was, you know, clunking them everywhere. So should it be raced back in? I would say no. I would say that would be not a great idea. It's, I think we need to see him dominate for probably at least a full season of the Shield. I'd like to see him absolutely dominate next season before they think about bringing him in. I'd like to see him play 12, if not 18 months of, of really, really solid cricket. And then have a look at putting him in the Australian the Australian side if if he goes well because we know the pressure that comes with being in the Australian side you know the jump from from the Shield to the the Test matches um, the amount of exposure you get it's it's so different there's there's not many bigger jumps it's it's really significant so I would give him a little bit of time to uh to get himself going and then look to uh look to build that build that career for him. Um, but you know, maybe the, the Australian leaders, as we know, do have a habit of, uh, jumping quite quickly and seeing someone play one or two good games and all of a sudden they're in the side. So maybe he will get rushed in, but I think that would be a genuine mistake, particularly when you got my man, Matty Renshaw there, who could open, bring in Ren, as I say, and, uh, that solves, that solves all your issues. And speaking of that, my, uh, my what to watch this week my advice is um, this is this is perfect from you, Jeff. Is uh, is the cricket? So uh, on on K, we've got a, we've got a couple of things coming up. So uh, Friday, so today, um, and due to them being New Zealand, some funky times for us. Four thirty p.m. New Zealand versus Australia T Twenty um, game two, and then Sunday morning ten thirty a.m. New Zealand versus Australia game three. Game one was decided on the last one with Tim David hitting the boundary. To win the game, it's an absolute cracker of a match, um, and you know, uh, then this time next Thursday we're underway Thursday next week. We're uh, having the first test, so I think that'll be really worth watching to see. Yeah, how does how does the team look? Who who is opening with no with no Davy Warner? So I think it'll be it'll be good to see if they stick with the uh, stick with what they had. Um, you know, or do they say, hey, we lost the test to West Indies in Australia? Do we start to do we maybe change it? Because yeah, I I don't think what they've what they've got's working. If you're losing, it was obviously a great result for the winners, and we all sort of enjoyed seeing them win. But if you're losing to the West Indies at home, you're going to lose to New Zealand over there. So I'd like to see some uh, some changes happen in, in in that space. Um, just uh just quickly, want to uh, want to touch on Supercoach. Give an update for you in Supercoach. We will be launching next week the Magnet Movers Cup again. Um, so for those who are new to the podcast, last year we started the Magnet Movers Cup. Um, you know, and for those who are new Supercoach, it's uh it's fantasy fantasy football where you get to choose players. You have eighteen um. Eight on your field, it might, might be. I've oh, it's been too long now. It might should be a bit more than you have thirty in your squad overall. So it must be must be twenty two on the field, and um, then you got a few on your bench. And you, how those players go during the week, 
um, or own the weekend, you get points for that. So if they get a kick, you might get a few points. If they get kick a goal, you get a few more points. Um, so you're, you're picking 22, you've got a few on your bench, uh, and so it's really sort of a little bit tactics, a little bit of luck depending on how your players go, a uh, fair bit of footy knowledge needed. Um, but we're starting, we'll be opening that up next week. And I've, I've got confirmation that our, our, our premier from last year, the, the Wudgie Chum Chums, coached by Matt, they will be back. As well as the uh, the runner-up who won every single match they were in. They were winning the grand final to a three-minute turn last game. The bench warmers, coached by James. Uh, they'll be back in. James is actually uh, heading overseas to the year. Um to uh to live with his missus in South America, but I've I've got assurances from him that he will be back and he'll be back better than ever. So they'll be back. Dangerous Rangers, coached by yours truly, will of course be back. Um, I've I've heard on the grapevine that last year's uh, podcast co-host Johnny on top, um, coached by Johnny Bolan, they'll be they'll be back as well as um, I don't know the name of them yet, but I do believe. Alex will also be putting putting a squad in, so it's going to be those are, those are five and those five teams. They'll be they'll be pretty strong. Uh, look, Alex is might be a bit bit weak, and the rest he might be the old uh, the old easy beats. But they'll be they'll be five top teams, and then as we said, we'll have a few spots for uh, for the fans out there to to jump in. So we open that up next week. So make sure you listen next week. We'll give you the code next week. We'll start the code in next week's. Uh, description section so tune next week jump on board get on board the league and we'll have a we'll have a bit of fun with that and we'll see if we can if we can knock off the other uh, wedgie jump drums this year or if uh if they can go if they can go back to back we'll uh we'll have to see what happens um final final thing for this week is the uh the magnet move of the week and i'm going to give a shout out to uh a young 19 year old um Australian athlete by the name of Tory Lewis. Tory Lewis, for those who missed it about a week and a half ago, broke the Australian record for the 100-metre sprint. Um, she's an absolute superstar of an athlete. She was in at the Murray Plant meet last week, running against Zoe Hobbs. For those who don't know, Zoe Hobbs uh, is an absolute world-class sprinter. She made the, the World Champs final last year. She's she's out there, and Zoe just got the better of her. But why she's my man of the week is, either way, Tory... Tori ran the race, so she had a terrible first 20, but she bounced back and almost mowed down one of the best in the world, Zoe. She she looked really good, but just the way she she handled herself afterwards, she could have been really disappointed, but she was just she was just happy to be out there, happy to be to be running and building building for an Olympic campaign. So I love just the way the way she handled herself, um, and the fact that she you know, she also broke that Australian hundred meter record, Tori Lewis, uh, just nineteen. Uh, you could be an absolute superstar, so keep your eye on her. But she's my she's my magnet mover of the week, guys. That's about all of uh, all I've got for you this week. Like I said it was always going to be a short one with uh, with just me. Uh, but thank you for uh, tuning in. Thank you if you made it all the way through for listening to me just ramble for twenty minutes. I uh, I do appreciate that. Uh, make sure you uh, make sure you catch us next week. Alex will be back. We'll have we'll have the uh, we'll have the previews for those final those final six six sides. We'll look at all the preseason action that's happened so far. We'll be looking ahead to the season. Uh, it's getting big. It's getting close. So make sure you catch us next week. Thanks, guys.